last spring, last year at this time, really the, a big focus was on getting the systems in and teaching the guys fundamentally and schematically how we wanted to them to play. And and so that just um, that had to be a big priority, even though we you know we would have liked to have moved on from that more quickly. And in some sense, I think we were still in the fall teaching the guys, you know, culturally how we want to play the the playbook. You know, the playbook uh, I think was in uh, very early in fall camp and camp went a long way in spring practice last year. But but culturally, how we react to both good and bad as a coaching staff and how we want to model that for the team that was a big part of last year. This year, I think a lot of that foundation is set. We're not changing much um, offensively, defensively, special teams in the playbook. So a few new wrinkles here and there, but it's really about been about mastering that uh, scheme and not just uh, knowing it. And, and the small nuances, the small details of the position, the techniques of the position, that's been the real focus throughout the spring. And I think that culturally the players understand that they can have a good time around Koshitake. They can really enjoy what they're doing. We expect them to show up with a smile and a lot of energy, and we try to bring the statement as a coaching staff. There's not a dynamic here like that exists at some places where each of us as assistant coaches feel feel like that we're in competition with each other for coaches uh, at a boy or his favor. I think that we each feel valued for who we are and what we bring, and I'm not expected to bring the same things as Celeste Tuiaki to the table, and, and nobody's expected to bring the things that I bring to the table. And so we each, we each understand our roles. We each feel valued in our positions. And I think Kalani and the administration above him has helped to foster that. Now the head coach kind of wears every hat, but after Kalani, you kind of wear the most hats relative to different responsibilities. Let's take a look, first of all, at special teams and how you feel about your group coming into the spring and fall of 2017. I've said before, our, the coverage um, culture here, there, there's just a culture of guys wanting to play football and special teams for BYU. And so, so I think BYU's always had really competent coverage teams. They've always had guys that were willing to you know, sacrifice their own personal interest and run down on the kickoff and run down on the punt teams for not very much adoration from the fans or from the media. And so I've, I've tapped into that, and I enjoy that. That was it really most of my career here as a player was that I was a backup who was doing everything that I could to get on the field and we have those guys. There are there are players at BYU. It's not like this everywhere. They grow up from a young age, considering that the opportunity to suit up for BYU would be, you know, make them the most privileged football player in the world. And so that's something we always have to remember and tap into that as as uh, special teams coaches and really all of the coaches on our staff. But I I especially benefit from that. We have a lot of our coverage players back. That makes up the core of the the workload on special teams. And then we have our specialists back, the guys who actually do the punting and the kicking and the snapping and the holding, they're, they're all back. Right now, I feel like that, um, that Rhett Allman has really earned and proven that he has a consistency, uh, particularly on the PATs and the shorter field goals. He has a consistency that we aspire to, and he's earned the right to continue to take those. And he's obviously working to increase his range and takes that very seriously, works hard at it. Johnny Linehan has proven his ability as, as a punter and will continue to do that. Rhett's really proven himself as a backup and capable punter. Did a nice job the one time we called on him last year, created a, a turnover for us. And then, um, yeah, from from a snapping standpoint, you know, Matt Foley was nails all last year, very consistent, and, and obviously we'll continue to give him that respect he's earned. How about long kicks and kickoffs? 
Um, yeah, and, you know, I left those two guys out. I'm glad you brought that up because Corey Edwards did a terrific job. He handled the lion's share of those duties last year. But Andrew Mickelson, when, when he was healthy, came in and did a great job placing those kickoffs. We ask a lot out of our kickoff guys in terms of placement. They're, they're really – they don't get enough credit for the, the coverage um, that was the, the kickoff team had last year. They did a great job of placing the ball close to the sideline with a lot of depth and hang time and allowing the coverage you guys to get down there. It's not an easy task. Skyler Southam comes back season after this, correct? Uh, what would be a reasonable expectation for him once he enters the program? You know, I think, yeah, good word, reasonable. You know, we don't want to put uh, – undue expectations on a young guy but he has all the tools he has all the ability he can come in and compete for every one of our kicking spots our place kicking spots and our, and really our punter mm-hmm. spot he has that ability as well so special player very special player yeah special recruit special attitude has worked really hard comes in probably with with more accolades than than the current specialists we have and then he'll have he'll have work to do to catch up you know there's a big difference between high school football and college football but we have high expectations and we'll bring him along at the speed that he shows he's capable. Do you feel that your group or your talent pool in the return game will uh, meet your expectations? I do, yeah. We, we've actually worked a little harder than most years this spring on um, on the return game, the kickoff return game. I felt like it was an area last year that we needed more consistency to be more dynamic, more consistently. Looking back on it in my in my self-study through, um, through last season, we had some really key kickoff returns that led to big moments and, and late comebacks and things like that. But... I think we missed some opportunities too. Anytime you have as many close losses as we do, I think it's incumbent upon every one of our coaches and players to take a look at what they can do better. Mm -hmm. I've identified that in particular as an area that we need to do better. And uh, so we've worked really hard at it this spring. I like the results so far, both with those working as blockers and guys in the return game. Any names you're comfortable in throwing out as return candidates for this year? Sure. really like the speed um, that uh, Jonah Trenerman brings. There's a workman-like um, capacity for KJ Hall, who I think could be a really good off returner for us. I love what Matt Hadley did all all last year. I thought maybe we should have, in hindsight, I think I think maybe we should have moved him over to the side of the the anticipated direction of the kick. He often was our off returner, did a good job at that. But when called upon, he had a nice average and uh, and sprung a couple of nice returns for us. All right, switching over to your safety group now, another area of responsibility. Uh, you lose one of the premier playmakers in BYU football history, really, as a safety in Kainakua, but you're by no means empty-handed. That's right. Yeah, we, we, you know, you and I have talked about before, I don't know how much impact I had on, on Kai's ability to make plays and have a, a sense for the game. I think he came with so much of that, just being a high school quarterback. We have, um, in terms of height, weight, and speed, and um, – and courageousness from the contact um, standpoint of the game. We've got a whole slew of guys that I feel really confident in at the safety position. It looks like you know coming through spring, obviously we have Micah Hannum who's played a lot of snaps. Tanner Jacobs had played a lot of snaps last year. And Zane Anderson played some. And uh, Zane's come on really strong in the spring. So I think I think those three guys, are, there's probably a line beneath them in terms of game experience and guys that I'm most confident in. But there is not – I've got 10 guys in my safety room right now when we have our safety meetings, and there's not one guy that I don't feel like couldn't go in and give us a winning effort. The, will the summer bring anybody else into your group that uh, c- can make a press for playing time right away? Well, yeah, our, our uh, one recruit at the position, really, Chaz Ayu, is, is uh, because his father works here. You know, he has a, a little closer relationship and can get away with a few um, things that NCAA-wise would be illegal. And so he's around and, and actually – um, observing practice and things like that and hanging around with his dad. So um, 
yeah, he. I think he may come in as a freshman a little more, not just not just physically ready as a highly recruited freshman, but also mentally ready. I think he understands what we're trying to accomplish. I think he understands the culture of how practice works and a lot of the things that might hold back a true freshman. He he may be able to overcome. So he will he will lock into a safety spot. You think as a as a collegian. I think so. Yeah, especially early. He's got a big frame. He's got a lot of speed. There's certainly a lot of different things he can do. I I, I compare him uh, physically. He and and Troy um, Warner are very very civic, uh, very similar height, weight, and speed. And so you know Troy's landed at corner right now. We don't know if that's his long term best position. We, we've had I've had some conversation with Troy about safety and maybe even looking long term down the road at his best potential in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know his his height, weight, speed, feel for the game, maybe maybe best suited for safety. Right now, he's he's our best corner and the guy that we need out at corner. And and things may change, and he's open to the idea and and wants to take this game as far as he can take it. Numerically, statistically, uh, what did you like most about the defensive performance in 2016? Uh, good good question. Yeah, um, from a statistical standpoint, I think we held. Um, held opponents out of the scoring zone and held them to field goal opportunities, a high percentage in the scoring zone, and then just just held them out of the end zone period. And uh, turnovers were a big part of that. So, yeah. in the end, our our scoring defense was, I, I think, probably one of the higher rated statistical categories that we had. But there's a lot that goes into that, and and you know we were also highly rated in turnover takeaways. We call them on defense here takeaways and red zone um, scoring defense those things lead directly to scoring defense and keep our ge- team in the game and the rush yards per carry was was a good number you'd certainly uh, take again yeah it, it is and we're and that's that's how we're set on defense i mean we're we're dedicating a lot of guys you know they, you look at um, if as we looked back and studied ourselves this off season it, it it was what we anticipated most of our big plays came as a result of our aggressiveness to put more bodies around the football and so we're going to have we're going to have to have corners that are mentally tough and can deal with getting beat from time to time. We put a lot of pressure on those guys on the corners and safeties, and, and we're dedicated to stopping the run philosophically. And we've talked about special teams and safeties. Your third hat that you wear is that of assistant head coach, and that's more of an overseer or an overarching role. How would you describe it to somebody in working alongside Kalani in that particular position? It's 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 really moved, you know. In our first few weeks on the job, it was about uh, you know, Kalani and I were were talking a lot about staffing and how to put together with staffing, how to interact with administration and faculty on campus and and support staff and things like that. And and then it was moving on into well, how often should we lift and how often should we meet and and what should our schedule look like daily for the players and what type of schedule should we aspire to and and you know ask. Tom Homo to uh, to try to get our season schedule going, and really it's it's moved away from a lot of those those conversations. I think right now, um, a little bit embarrassed to say, I find myself as kind of the older guy in the room, at least it, it, with some experience from an experience standpoint. I have experience at some different places where mm-hmm. some of the guys will look to me and say, "Well, what, what do you think about this or that?" And I'm trying to be a model for how we interact in the staff room. I've been on a football staff that was fired for not winning enough games. I know how serious this is and and it's it's no harm no foul when we're in the the protected environment of our staff room if a wide receivers coach sees something that the corners are doing that he has a question about or sees a young corner that's not getting playing time that should get more you know, he, he needs to be able to speak up, but we have to have the tools to do that. And so I, I try as much as possible to try to model that, that type of communication that we have, honest, open communication to where we can all talk about um, different positions, different players on the team. As the special teams coordinator, I can, I can also kind of 
um, I, I can speak to every player on the team. Every player on the team is one of my guys, and we use everybody on the special teams, really the exception of the starting quarterback maybe. Right. And so, you know, so hopefully, hopefully I can, I can just kind of continue to model that, hey, here's how we look at a whole roster from a, uh, a, a team standpoint, from a general manager type standpoint, mm-hmm. and, and try to get the best guys on the field. How content are you now that you're here for a year plus uh, back at BYU? Well, I, I love I love this job. It's you know the the jobs are always about the players and and the the game itself and the coaches that we're working with. And really, I've found that everywhere I've been, I've really enjoyed every place that I've been. BYU, very honestly, has a special place in in my heart because. Um, this is my third time through this place, and each time I've been at a different stage in life, different level of maturity, different level of enjoyment uh, for the things that I'm doing and how I'm doing them. And uh, I can say that I really enjoy coming to work every day. And finally, what do you hope to get out of this uh, spring practice scrimmage experience uh, for the fans? Oh, good. yeah, yeah. You put the at the end there that little tag for the fans. Yeah, so, um, yeah we we want to have. You know, defensively, we are not interested in at all in, uh, in in confusing our offense. We don't want in any way as coaches to look at it and say, oh, look, we dialed up a good uh, blitz or pressure or line slant here um, that confused the offense. We really, And offensively, plays are part of it. You know, plays are part of the offense. You just can't go out there and run the same play over and over and over. But on defense, we can run the same play over and over and over, really allow our playmakers on offense to have an opportunity to attack. And our guys on defense have the chance to run and tackle. And that's all we want to see as defensive coaches. So, so back to your question, for the fans, I hope we have a really explosive offensive product. I hope we have guys on defense flying around and making great physical, safe tackles within the rules of the game and that i hope on special teams we we kind of get it'll be our first chance to get into the flow what we anticipate doing is having a kickoff against the kickoff return and wherever that ends we start the drive and so if the defensive we have defensive guys on kickoff and we have offensive guys on kickoff return and if we can get a great return the offense will start with better field position and if we can pin them deep well the defense will start with great field position and we haven't had that yet where you know, as we finish an offensive drive, the punt team comes out uh, when applicable or the PAT and the mm-hmm. field goal team. I'm really looking forward to that kind of in-game dynamic of communication. Well, Ed, always good to speak with you. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Yep. Thanks to you, Greg.